What's up, everyone? This is the King Rock Podcast. This is your host, Billy Beans. Dude, we got another fucking awesome guest this week. Rev from the Drowns. What's up, dude? Oh, not much, man. How are you? I'm, dude, I'm doing great, man. We had a little talk before this. It was a, it was a nice conversation just to kind of get to know you kind of thing. We have never met, so it was, it was pretty cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, no yeah. same. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, you know, before we we started, uh, I, I love this show. I think you're doing great, and I oh, hope dude. you keep doing it. That means a lot I to me, man. A, Thanks. a lot of people are enjoying it, so please, oh, cool. please don't stop. Yeah, yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get like traction on social media because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But like the the charts are doing fucking like top ten in Denmark and like Costa Rica. Like I've never been to either of those places, dude. You know what though, dude? So, sometimes just like being real, yeah, like shows and, and people pay attention, and I, I think yeah. that's a big part of why why your episodes are so good. Oh, it's cool, like man. you and somebody else having a conversation. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, man. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun thing. It can be serious if you want it to. If you know, like it's 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 a cool it's cool thing, it, dude. I. I I just like um, I've always wanted to promote, um, you know, things I love and especially in the punk scene. And like, I honestly, dude, I've never wanted to be a part of this. <laughs> like, I wish I could do it <laughs> somehow with a like maybe like an animatronic or something, you know, like I've been dude, accused of like having so an awesome. ego on this. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you got me wrong. But I just I like it's, it's cool having conversations <laughs> with people like you that I, I totally look up to. And I've been a fan of dude since you were in success, dude, like. Ah, thanks. Man. And I remember liking you guys, and then uh, at one point I was like, "Where the fuck did success go?" And then my friend was like, "Oh, dude, like he started a new band, The Drowns. Dude, check them out." And then I've, I've just been a fan ever since. So, uh, thank you, man. I, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, dude. You got, oh, dude. But, I like I I told you before this. I listened to um, dude. I'm so bad with fucking song titles. I got to look up the fucking uh, first world problems. <laughs> And yeah. I mean, uh, dude, every, anytime I hear that song, it's it's in my head for at least like three days, dude. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. I love that fucking song. But every time I like I'll see something on TV, too, I'll be like, complain, complain. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I get love it, dude. It. I, I, it applies to so many situations. Everything. I totally get it. <laughs> Everything, dude. I go on Facebook. I'm like, oh, here's me complaining, complaining. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a self-reflection song. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So uh, yeah, when did you start? When did um success start? Uh man, that was two thousand six, maybe two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I went to to school with most of the guys in that band. Okay. We're all from um a mountain town in Washington called Enumclaw. Okay. And uh, so a smaller town, and uh, we had our little punk group of friends. Me and the guy who played drums, Dave, in Success, we're in a ska band. Yeah. Um back then and um like all good ska bands do you know we broke up after school so that's <laughs> yeah. uh like and then we uh we moved to seattle and we started uh well what what became success in the early years were called the uh, rough chucker oh uh, nice. but so that's when cool, we, yeah uh, yeah and I'll, I'll try to see if i can find every now and then you can find like the handmade hand folded like speedy demos we made online i'll see oh, if i killer. can get one for you hell yeah i don't think i even have one around anymore yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. but we that band when success started especially uh that record you're talking about yeah uh, that had that song uh we did all that on our own for years we actually only put out like one record that we didn't make ourselves oh shit and uh i mean we made it but you know like i mean recorded and everything was yeah. us uh and we just toured relentlessly and then we we broke up in like, I don't know, 2015, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
it's uh some of the guys had like you know like real jobs like they work for big tech companies and uh had house payments and kids now which yeah. i totally respect and yeah everybody in that band is actually still friends like all of us and uh life just kind of got in the way but it you know it worked out for kind of what all of us had priority wise like you know whether it was family job or wanting to continue to play you know music and yeah. it all kind of worked out in the end that's cool man and then w- when did you start the drowns dude like when did that transition happen i think it was it was either 2017 or 2018 okay we, we've been a band for almost six years now i think yeah um but it, it's i'm not sure exactly when uh so andy who plays bass in the drowns played keys in success okay um and then jake you know uh, jake was in the briggs yeah. and he was in he was in time again back in the day and he was in madcap yeah i've uh, seen him in a couple bands i saw him in madcap at uh punk's not dead and i was like hey man oh, i know yeah. who you are. i've seen you <laughs> in other bands <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and then he was in uh, Shell Corporation, who were fucking oh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of his bands kind of uh, did the same thing as Success did. He kind of like, we had been best friends since the first time we went on tour together, which was the Briggs and Seven Seconds and Success toured together. Nice. And uh, Jake and I became friends. And then I asked Jake to fill in because Dave from Success couldn't play drums. And on that tour, we basically had this moment where we were like, oh, man, you're an idiot, too. We should be friends. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, and then, you know, years, years later, both our bands had kind of slowed down enough to where I was like, hey, man, now's the time, right, to do yeah. something together. And that's how the Drowns came to be is we were like, OK, Clash, Cox Bar, go. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> could hear that. You could hear started. that for sure. <laughs> you guys got such a good rock and roll fucking sound i mean like it's like even hard to even say punk but it's like it's got the heart of punk but it's like such a good fucking rock and roll just fun time sound like it's i love it dude i fucking love it so thank much. you man yeah thanks dude you know we've always been like uh the three of us are also huge like one man army fans yeah. and huge swing and utters fans and uh all of our big influences were really mid-tempo mm-hmm so we never really wanted to play super fast. And on the first record, there's one or two like faster tracks. But, you know, that it, the the stiff little fingers kind of punk always kind of appealed to us. And yeah. like I said, the clash too. you know, who were not fast at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, so uh, that we definitely wanted to stick with that. And I think, well, obviously, Andy and I are both huge 50s rock and roll fans. Yeah. Like, you know, Chuck Berry and Little Richard. That's how it got Holly. started for me, dude. Those are my the oh, absolutely. first two that you named are like they were my first like that. I, I whatever it was, I was like, this is it, dude. This is whatever. Yeah. This, is, this is what life is right here. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely, man. And like that a lot of people always comment on how they can hear those influences in our yeah. songs. And uh, and I love that, but you know I don't want to make that cliche statement. But you don't have yeah. to play fast or have a goofy hairdo to be pumped. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real, man. I feel like the heart of I mean, like the last album that you guys did was like totally punk, like you know, Rats and fucking uh, Wolves Were Crown or Wolves and Crown. I'm so bad with fucking song titles and album titles. It's all right, it's but all right. I I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but those yeah, songs, yeah. yeah, dude, total fucking punk, dude. But like, I feel like this newer stuff that you guys are working on is like. You guys even cover fucking Ballroom Blitz, dude, which is like, fuck, as soon as I saw that, I was like, dude, I I was just covering it like the week before that. And I was like, oh, fucking, I know how much fun they're having playing this song because it's so much fucking fun to play. 
if you ever want to instigate angry old punk dudes, all you have to do is cover ballroom blitz. <laughs> Play some glam rock and they're all like fucking upset. I'm a huge glam fan. So yeah. that's, that's where like a lot of that comes from. Is that yeah. I love band, bands like The Sweet and Slade. And, you know, I'm a big yeah. David Bowie fan, too. Oh, me too. Uh, Mick Ronson, his guitar player, is like one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Incredible. So. Yeah, yeah. But I also think like we're, we're at that. I don't know. It's punk has been punk for so long. It's yeah. like if we keep saying only this is punk, we're completely being like we're denying what the whole thing was when it started. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, for sure. Why the fuck would we do that? Like, it's so funny when people are like, uh, you know, if someone listens to Under Tension, the, the album with them rats and wolves on the throne, if someone yeah. listens to that album and they listen to our newer stuff. And then they go like, fuck this band. I'm like, <laughs> hang on a second. So you want us to just keep making the same record uh, in these specific yeah. parameters for the rest of our career. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. No one wants that. Like, yeah. no one wants that. Well, dude, you're <laughs> damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, look at face to face, dude. Like, yeah. they straight away, they made a couple albums that were a little different and then their fans shit on mm -hmm. it. And it's like, but then yeah. like later in life, they they got it. Like, I feel like those fans are like now saying that's one of the best albums. And it's like, well, you didn't love it fucking then, you know, like, do you know what it is? Someone cool has to tell them that it's cool. All right. And then they'll be like, Oh, I do actually <laughs> yeah. like this record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henry Rollins said it was punk. So I'm going to fuck, you know, like or some stupid shit yeah, like that. Exactly. dude. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love the, I love rock and roll so much. Dude, and I, I love where you guys are going with this. And I did, yeah, like sometimes I want the band to, I mean, I don't want them to sound completely different, but yeah, like, do make some new shit. Like, you know, like I, I, yeah. I would love for more bands to start doing like even just stray away a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I also like, I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, who's in a band here in Seattle called kids on fire. I was just talking to him last night about yeah. how, like, uh, I was like, talking about like evolving as a band and like you know what you should do with your sound and things like that and he was just asking me some questions and i was like and i've told people this before but i was like you know the moment that i quit writing songs that i wanted other people to like mm -hmm. and just started writing songs that i like which isn't genre specific it's yeah. like in the end is the song a song that i like no i don't care how punk it is i don't care how rock and roll it is whatever it is is it a song that i like the moment I started doing that mm. and writing music for me that I believed in is when people actually started giving a shit. And I think that's really how it works. Yeah. You know, like if you keep writing for the masses, you're going to write garbage and it's just going to get more and more uh, diluted after yeah. a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm Where then you're yeah. going to have, you know, triggered drums and shit, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Pro programmed guitars and things like that. And I'm not sitting on bands that yeah. do that. It's just nothing that I ever want to do. So, yeah, I feel that man. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm kind of torn on that whole, uh, like that theory of like, should you write songs for yourself or should you write, you know, like I kind of feel like there's a mix. Cause like you got to appeal to, you got to, or at least realize that like people are going to listen to it. Like I, I was in a band with yeah, this dude yeah. that was all about like, no, I'm going to write songs just for me and I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, well, Dude, like once we write this song, it's not our song anymore. Like as soon as someone else hears yeah. it, it's their song. They're gonna come up with whatever they 100%. fucking want. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Like you gotta write what makes you happy. I think that's that's the way <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because 
in in the end too, that's how we get these like crazy narcissists and we get these like yeah. crazy self-absorbed absorbed people in the industry is yeah. that they start uh it's like if you if you tell someone they're great for too long, they start to believe it. <laughs> and they start yeah. to get deluded about like, you know, the process and how they make music and why they should make music. Yeah. And I think when people get the get further away from why they started to become a musician in the first place, then you start to lose what it's all about. So yeah. for me, I, I'm still happy writing and making the music that I like. And uh, that's, I mean, to be honest, that's the reason I still do it. And if that yeah. ends, I may not do it anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, dude, and you know what, man, like you say that, and I could, I honestly really feel that from like the energy that you guys have been putting out. Like I could just, oh, that's awesome. just seeing you guys, it just looks like you guys are having a fucking blast and it makes, it's like, I'm like, every time I see like bands like you guys play or, you know, even like do anything online, I'm like, fuck, dude, I want to do that so fucking bad. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are like always like, you're like, fuck, yeah, we were going to fucking Europe and we're going to go fucking kill it over there. And I'm like, God damn, this looks like so much fun. Covering Ballroom Blitz, dude, that was like, like you guys look like you guys had so much fun covering that shit. I was like, fuck, dude, that's what it's all about right there, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I love hardcore as much as the next guy. Yeah. And I love, you know, angry, angry punk rock as much as the next guy. I'm just yeah. not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I know that. I'm not the guy, personally, I'm not the guy to get in front of a microphone and be like, what the fuck? This is what's <laughs> terrible. Let's fucking sing about it. This is yeah. not my life, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very much not that person. And, uh, you know, to, to go back to, to influences, like, one of the first bands that really grabbed me was Seven Seconds. Yeah. You know? It was an honor to tour with them, and now they're friends of mine. So cool. But when, they, when I first heard them, I was like, oh, shit. You don't have to be like a fake tough guy. Yeah. You don't have to be angry about things to still get your points across, you know, like you yeah. can do it in a way that's not super overly negative and shitty, you know, and, yeah, and I yeah. fell in love with it. Yeah. Like hearing them and like descendants, adolescents, it's like, all right, you don't have yeah. to be a fucking like, uh, asshole. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, like uh, uh, I remember I was in high school and uh, Mass Nerder by All had just come out. Yeah. And I remember he hearing that. I, I, I think that's the record. Uh, you know, everybody will fucking tell me if it's not. But I think that's the record that had the, had the song. Uh, what What are you for? Yeah. On it. And I remember that chorus like hit me. I was in I was like in school walking around doing something and it hit me. It was the first time I heard it. And it was the chorus was, what are you for? Uh, I want to know. Why won't you tell me? So what are you for? Quit giving me negative. What makes you want to live? Mm -hmm. And you could tell it was just like Bill Stevenson being like, you just bitch. <laughs> You just bitch. That's all. You don't do anything else. You yeah. Know? It's the first world problems concept yes, uh, that we were dude. talking about. Yeah. It's it's the same concept as that song. As, uh, and that resonated with me to where I was like, oh, yeah, I could also sing songs about my mom, who I love. And I could sing songs about my wife, who's this incredible person, which there's like four drowned songs about my wife and how much <laughs> I care about her. Uh, <laughs> but also still do relevant things like, yeah. you know, but sing, sing them rats about how the, the political climate in 2020 discouraged me so much and you know that song in, in my opinion it's not overly angry it's more mm -hmm. like listen like shit sucks how are we how are we gonna figure this out yeah um and and uh then you know you got uh networks like um democracy now used that when trump got voted out and they were so showing fucking cool people celebrating <laughs> in the seats in the streets that news network used that yeah and that was a monstrous accomplishment for me i was yeah. like holy shit, I got the formula. I figured out how to not be a dickhead and still make <laughs> relevant points to people. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song, that song, you're not like really like, hey, fuck you. You're really like describing the situation and like, 
It, I, dude, it's such a it's such a fucking fire song, dude. As soon as I heard it, and I was like <laughs> listening to Spotify at the time, and I wasn't. This is how. This is why I'm not good with any of the song lyrics because if I'm, I'm just throwing on Spotify, I'm I'm not really looking at like the song title or I'm like busy doing other things. Because and then yeah, like because if not, I'm like I'm putting a, an album on, you know, like listening to the album and yeah. I know the song and whatever. So I'm I was listening to yeah. Spotify and that song came on and I'm like. Who the fuck is this, dude? This is fucking ins- <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking good. And I'm like, it sounds so familiar, but I'm like, I don't know who it is. And then every time I ended up hearing it, I would hit like, like on the, you know, like the star button or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, the, yeah, same, yeah. it's the same, yeah, it's the same fucking band. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's the drowns. Awesome, yeah. There was like, I mean, <laughs> uh, that song and the, the wolf song. Um, I mean, even like, even with success, like, believe in and first world problems i would hit that like oh yeah and i started noticing that i'm like i'm noticing that i keep hitting star on this guy's songs dude (laughs) like all this band (laughs) shit like i'm like killer shit man like i don't mean to fucking like Uh, fucking you know fanboy out or nothing uh, no thank you dude and to be honest like um maybe it's weird to say but thank you for uh i'm glad that both bands do it for you you know oh, yeah. thanks for listening for that long which is really really cool and uh I, I try to tell younger bands this that uh if anyone ever listens to the songs you write you should be appreciative because they don't have yeah. to yeah for sure they, they don't have to it's it's not it's not food it's not water you don't <laughs> need that in your life yeah but yeah. it's something you choose to do so thank you so much for oh that. yeah I appreciate no it. thank you man for making it like seriously dude my wife fucking loves that song too and then my wife we both have like an ocd thing so like if she starts singing one song we're both like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> like because then like i'll like two minutes later i'll start singing it and then we'll just affect each other and like it's just like i love that yeah it, it's cool but it's like it kind of like Oh, dude, like there's sometimes where it's like, it, like, that's a good song when we're, we'll be like, I'm like, okay, thank you for singing that one. We got a good one. We got, <laughs> but sometimes it'll be like the super Mario brothers theme or like, you know, something <laughs> stupid and we, like a jingle. And we're just like, oh no, we just ruined our fucking days. Dude. I love that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck dude. So, um, so you're married. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. Uh, my wife rules, man. Yeah. She's uh. We we met. Success was playing Fest years ago. Okay. In Florida, and uh, uh, I was in line for uh, burritos. Yeah. And at like two in the morning. Yeah. And uh, I was with a buddy who had had a he he was in the in Success and he had had a few too many. Yeah. And so I was taking him to, to get some food, and uh, there was a a lady in front of me that I knew, and then a lady in front of her that was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, nice. And uh, I was like eyeing her i was like wow that lady's gorgeous and yeah. she caught me and i was like fuck you know i was like <laughs> i was like oh she totally caught me being like wow she's really pretty um and then uh she kind of cut me a look and i was like oh man maybe she's into the short ogre guys like maybe <laughs> you know maybe this works out yeah. and uh then oh, the, the lady in between us happened to be a mutual friend yeah. and she saw the looks and she grabbed my her name or, excuse me yeah like she I owe her so much because she <laughs> then went and she grabbed her name's Carly, but she yeah. went and grabbed uh my buddy and she played she grabbed the drunk guy yeah. and let us talk. Like very smoothly oh, wow. saw it happening. Wow. And so 
then from that point forward, we just never stopped talking. We had an amazing conversation. The, yeah. uh, she's from Massachusetts. Okay. And uh, she had a, a punk vest on with a Bruins patch. And I was like, hey, uh, so are you a Bruins fan? I'm a huge hockey fan. I yeah. actually love the Bruins. And uh, she was like, what the fuck do you know about hockey? She's like, you don't even have a team. You're from Seattle. So Boston, dude. So like, Boston. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on the outside, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I know what you mean. On the inside, I was like, I love you. <laughs> you know, I got a team now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, congratulations you know, on the uh, Kraken, dude. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's, uh, they, had, they had a great season last year. But uh, no, they, uh, it, yeah, we, we met there and we never stopped talking. And, uh, after that festival, I was like, hey, uh, this sucks. I don't want to be away from you ever. That's cool. And she was like, well, I already got tickets to Seattle. So we flew oh, back shit. and forth. And uh, then within three months, I proposed to her in the rain uh-huh. uh, in Seattle yes. on, on top of a hill where you could like see the whole city. And then uh, six months later, we got married in Las Vegas in a comic book shop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we went and, played, we, we went and played pinball afterwards. And then... Uh, uh, a couple months after that, she finally moved to Seattle. So, oh shit, yeah. that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, she's she's my hero, man. Like, yeah, she's a nurse. She worked through the pandemic. Um, she's one of those people who loves her job, yeah. and not because it's necessarily good to her. Because America treats nurses like shit. Dude, my wife's a teacher. Uh, I, I get it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Those, these yeah. are literally the people we should pay the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, nurses and teachers, uh, and, man, they're like the two most important things, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And uh, nurses actually in Seattle, there's nurses on strike right now. I saw um, that. I believe uh, Franciscan Healthcare, but they're, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if any of them listen to this podcast, but if they do, stand strong. And I hope that you guys get exactly what you deserve, which is uh, competitive pay and yeah. um, safe work environment with enough, enough staffing. Staffing. So, yeah. but yeah. So, anyways, my, my wife's my hero. She's a yeah. nurse and. Um, you know, music inspires me, but people like her inspire me way more. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so right there. It's so cool to hear that too, because you just hear all the time like people bitch about their wives, and I'm like, why the fuck did you get married, man? It's so cool to hear someone else be like, because I'm always going on and on about my wife. Too. She's also my hero, I, dude. There's a time when awesome. I actually I remember first calling her my hero. There's a car almost yeah. like hit her, like hit us while we're walking, and she fucking hit it with a key, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, I love you. <laughs> like this was that was amazing. And then she just like bitched out the people, and it was oh, it was fucking great. I was like, that was that was a Dude, good move. <laughs> it was it was so funny when when she moved from Massachusetts when my wife moved from Massachusetts to Seattle. Yeah, because there was a couple a couple instances where I had to be like, hey, so like you got to tone the Boston down because like we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we'd be in traffic and someone would cut her off and she would slam on the horn, roll the window down and be like, fuck you, use your fucking blinker. And I yeah. go, hey, so we only use the horn for emergencies here. <laughs> yeah, I, your wife sounds cool as shit. <laughs> that sounds no, awesome. She's, she's awesome, man. That's cool. And there's like, like I said, there's like four drown songs uh, about her. Oh, that's awesome. Because uh, when, when, when I feel like as a as an artist, when you uh when you're lacking inspiration, you should go back to what you know. And oh, that's for sure. What I know is the pe- people in my life who inspire me. Yeah. Is there anything that you um, like go back to that like will inspire you? Like I have like a couple like movies that I'll watch if I'm like feeling like not inspired or something like that. Does do you have anything like that like that that you fall back on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think records I know yeah. is a really good one. Um, like when 
we were making the lunatics EP. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, you know, we're, we're trying to do this. We're trying to add more rock and roll even more into our sound. And, um, you know, uh, under tension the album before was so heavy with, yeah. you know, political turmoil. And, and I was like, we got to make something lighter. And I was having trouble. And then one day I was like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Like, what do you love? You love little Richard. And I put on little yeah, Richard man. and I, I, I cranked uh, some little Richard and then I was like, Oh shit. I forgot how great this is. And it's yeah. so simple. It's yeah. so, it's so stripped down. And that I wrote that within like an hour of doing that. I wrote live like you're dying. That song, which is literally just an attempt at me trying to write a little Richard song. Oh, it's like shit. the boogie woogie tempo and everything. Yeah. And that's why it, in the music video for that, we, uh, there's like, you know, we, you, the, the, the main guy in the video walks into a room and there's, candles lit next to joe strummer and little richard it's like that's that's like essentially what i'll one of those two guys i'll put on like joe strummer and the mescaleras or clash records um and then i'll i'll put on like little richard or you know chuck berry or some sort of like i'll definitely go back to something that i love that i know is comfortable yeah and try to start over from there because usually more often than not for myself at least i'm overthinking it so yeah that's that's awesome dude yeah i go back to yeah like joe strummer uh the the future's unwritten that documentary like that always gets me inspired man like i can that that yeah. they did that so so well too like it's so well made uh did you see um did you see the documentary joe strummer let's rock again i haven't i've only watched that one because i'm like I don't want to like taint this you know like i'm like yeah i know i know i get it yeah. <laughs> you know it's, like uh, let, let's Let's Rock Again was done by uh, uh, Dick Rude was the guy who made it. Okay, but it's like the it's he traveled with the Mescaleros for like the last six months of Joe Strummer's oh, life before shit. he died. Yeah, and it's 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 this sad but beautiful documentary where he uh, he's like going to radio stations and he's like begging them to play Mescaleros songs. Oh, wow. and they're like, and like they're like in whatever city he's touring in in the U.S. at the time. Like he'll go to the station and knock on the door. And they'll be like, who are you? And I'll be like, I'm Joe Strummer. And they're like, no, who are you? And he's like, I, I used to sing in the clash. And they're like, oh shit. And then oh they'll come on. God, and they'll, they'll, like, you see them like not want to play anything new. Yeah. And just want to ask him about the clash and have an exclusive interview. But it's, it's sad and beautiful because he still was on the ground doing the groundwork, you know, because oh, yeah, he yeah. believed in what he did up until the end. That's fucking gnarly, dude. Like, yeah, I, now I'm gonna go watch it's it. It's heavy. <laughs> it's it's really it's really good. There, there's yeah. a beautiful point in that. Um, I, I've reposted this clip before, but there's a beautiful point in that where there's a bunch of kids out front of the show who are there early, and he just sits down. And he's like having food and drinks with them um, out in front of a show. Fucking Joe Strummer is just That's sitting out crazy. in front of a show. No one around talking to these kids, and uh, one of them goes, um, "Like, when was the moment you knew you wanted to do music?" And yeah. he goes. Well, in school, they told me I had to get a job and a family and the house and the white picket fence. And I thought, well, fuck that. And that's the whole answer. Yeah. And I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's my life summed up in like yeah. one sentence. Yeah. And, was, and that's enough you know, to inspire you for an entire life. Fuck. That's so cool. Yeah. I watch every document. You got to. Yeah. I wa- watch it and message me afterwards. Oh, for I sure. Wa- I want to know what you think. I'll, wa- I'll probably wa- end up watching it today. Now, I fucking, I watch like every documentary on any kind of music subject. Like, I even watched like the Billie Eilish one that was on Apple. Like, I watched, yeah. dude, I've watched yeah. the Machine Gun Kelly one, which I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> but like, I still, 
like I'll watch any music documentary, dude, even if I don't like yeah. the artist or. But like, it, I will like, too. I will too. Like yeah. John Lennon, probably one of my like all time favorites. Like I watched Imagine so many times growing up as like, and that was like a huge one for me, dude. And I I've never been able to watch like another like John Lennon thing. Like anytime I watch it, I'm just like. Nah, it doesn't touch a fucking candle to imagine, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do the same thing to where I'll, I'll literally watch any documentary that has a musician just to see like the perspective. Yeah. Um, even if I don't, even if I don't enjoy their music, or you know, I'm same. like I, I'm not too long ago. I had a good buddy of mine in Seattle talk to me about this Oasis documentary. Yeah. And I was like, man, fuck that band, like uh-huh. the Wonderwall band. I don't want it. And yeah. then I watched that and I was like, shit, I like Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> I just never gave them the time of day. And I'm not like, you know, a diehard fan, yeah. but it did show me a lot of music that I hadn't opened the door to and reminded yeah. me that we can all be close minded at times. And yeah. And, uh, but I'll, yeah, same thing. I'll watch any music documentary <laughs> that's around. Hell yeah. Yeah. It, there, I've gotten my mind changed a couple times on some stuff. Like like especially like in excess, I was like, I didn't realize how fucking dude. dope they were, and like, man, they're fucking so good, dude. <laughs> like I didn't absolutely, didn't, absolutely, yeah. Growing up, like <laughs> you just hear them in the fucking supermarket all the time or something. You know, it's like that's the band I know I'm gonna hear at the supermarket or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, they have so many fucking hits, and like me and my wife's song is you know an in excess song, so it's like fuck oh that's awesome yeah and it's like i love i love that whole thing of like just discovering something new or like even like friends that'll fucking send you music. like i just had two friends send me new music like this week and i was like dude those are fucking friends man like i love that shit dude like you send me music like that that means we're fucking homies you know like (laughs) so while you're on that subject when we get off of this Please uh, remind me. Send me your address, and I'll send you and your wife some swag and records. And oh, stuff. dude, thanks, man. So, I'll, don't don't let me forget. Okay, okay. Well, I'll <laughs> fucking right. send you. I like I like to support, man. So like, I'll throw you some money, anything, dude. I I right, love right. support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll 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 huck some change your way, dude, for sure. I'm gonna deny the fuck out of that PayPal request. Oh, bro. <laughs> no, I love I love supporting, man, and but just anyways. you know. Um, no, dude, yeah, and it, it was crazy. I went and saw the Violent Femmes last night, and they played, you know, their self-titled awesome. first album. This is the second time I saw them do this. I just saw them in San Diego play with an orchestra, like with the, that whole album. Whoa. Bro, I was like crying the whole yeah. fucking time. Like that album, I bet, I yeah, bet. that album changed my fucking life. And it was crazy because like, we talk about like friends that like show you new music. My friend that just died, she just died last week. Or like a couple weeks ago after Punk in the Park, and um, she showed me that, that fucking man. album. Oh, dude, you know what? Like, I was so sad about it for like a week or two, and it's like, I know she would be like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, we had <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. We were f- fucking friends. Like, don't be sad. You know, like, don't be sad. We we did it. We fucking you know. But she's the one who gave me that album, and I remember it like last night just being at the show and like thinking like, who the fuck gave me that? And I'm like, fuck, she gave me that album. I got sad for like two seconds. And then I was like, no, she wouldn't want you just fucking enjoy the show, man. (laughs) Me and my wife had a blast after that. And I was just like, you got to love those friends that show you the new music, you know, like just uh, there's something about it, dude, you know? Yeah. So the producer that we always work with, Ted Hutt, um, he actually, I think he made the last two Violent Femmes records. He works with them too. Dude, the last yeah, two and, and albums they did are fucking amazing too. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Ted on on those. Oh <laughs> shit, that's so fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that dude's that dude's rap that dude's rap sheet is obnoxious. Is it's it like all of the best bands? Yeah, like he's uh, the producer for a, a bunch of the Murphys, a bunch of uh, the Boston's, a bunch of um, uh, like Gaslight Anthem, like Fifty Nine Sound oh, and wow. stuff. Uh, a bunch of Lucero records. Uh, he got a Grammy for Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah, like the dude is a he's a fucking machine. He just pumps out great albums and so Dude. you know when we first started working with him i was nervous as shit and now he's <laughs> one of our best friends and i love the guy to death but i remember going into the studio being like i'm a joke does he know that like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> come like, on, man. Is, he, is he gonna be the one who's like yeah you should give up that would be fucking funny dude can you imagine if he was like all that self-doubt you have justified you should not do this <laughs> have you ever thought about the food service he's all it's not just self bro it's everybody that hears you <laughs> nobody wants to tell you this yeah yeah <laughs> fuck man that's fucking that's cool shit though man that's cool um so dude what do you, like what's 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 next for you guys what what music are you guys putting out right now i know there's so a lot we, of splits you guys just did yeah, and that was super cool. We, we basically had a bunch of leftover songs for the last EP that we did, and uh, we had the idea to um, uh, put out splits with some of our friends. Okay. So it was cool to work with, you know, to work with uh, uh, Pliskin and uh, to work with The Last Gang, and, and it was, you know, it was just great. Like, to be honest, for us, that was like, we want to encapsulate our friendship with these people, you know, yeah. for the rest of the time. And so that was super cool because The Last Gang, specifically we we love them so much yeah. and we've known them for years and they're really 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 great people um i also think that that band doesn't get nearly the recognition they deserve uh, yeah. they're great songwriters they're fucking great live and they're really amazing people uh yeah and we really wanted to to make sure that you know we could do something with them and we got to tour with them and get dead and you're in europe and it was so much fucking fun Fuck, <laughs> like, dude get dead oh my god time. bro yeah <laughs> Get dead. I've no. known those guys for like 20 years. Fuck, man. <laughs> uh, the last Get Dead album and then the new Co-Defendants are like, fuck. So good, man. So good. They're, they're great. They're, yeah. they're so talented. And I feel like for years, nobody wanted them to be good. Like, That's crazy. They saw, the, they saw the dudes and they like, <laughs> you know, they, they saw the... Uh, they saw the like, you know, the way they were on stage and they yeah. were like, I don't want this. I don't want this. And then they, the guys just kept being like, yeah, but we're fucking talented. Yeah. And so like Insane. they kept writing better and better songs. Yeah, yeah dude. Like <laughs> Sam seems like such an abrasive dude, but like you, you talk to him and he's like one of the nicest fucking dudes. That's how it is with everyone in the yeah. scene. Really? Like you're kind of like, oh, this yeah. person looks, you know, this certain way, but everyone's such a fucking nice person. Like once you meet them. Well, and, and, and people talk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's sometimes it, it helps a band in this fucked up way that people yeah. give them some sort of image they don't have, but people talk and it's all about when you truly meet someone, do you actually know who they are? You know? Oh, for sure. Um, and, and those guys, the get dead guys have always been great to me for the last 20 years. I met them through a band called the hollow points from Seattle um, who heard were, of them, I don't yeah. know if you've heard of them. They, they were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And they were, they broke up a few years ago, but they had a really long stint. Like they were banned for a long time. And um, they were on like uh, disaster records back in the day. And like, they did a bunch of great tours when I was a kid, when I was in high school. Yeah. And um, they were, they were like the unsung heroes of the Seattle punk rock scene. Oh, shit. And I met, I, I, I love them. They're still buddies to this day. And uh, they, uh, they, I met them through, I met Get Dead through them, 
and then we became friends over the years. And yeah. Dead's always been so supportive of success and then so supportive of the Drowns. And they helped us get a ton of opportunities, the, the Drowns. Uh, get Dead, they put their name on the line for us multiple times. Wow. And that speaks volumes to me about the kind of people you are. So if I ever hear bad stories about them, I'm like, I have living <laughs> proof that they're really great people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's fucking like, dope, It's not man. true, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I, good guys. I know the last gang very, very well. I um, went on tour with them. I got, I helped get them signed to Fat. Um, and they, they let me oh, do whoa, like their, awesome. yeah, they let me do the album cover for, um, ah, oh, fucking. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, the, the fat, the first fat, um, I cannot think of the title of the fucking album, <laughs> but the one where they're sitting outside the van. Yeah. I know the exact photo. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah I did that. I did the, all the photos for that album. And then, um, they let me go on tour with them on the punk, that punk and drug look. It was like, it was so cool. Like Brenna is one of the fucking nicest people. She's. She knows so much about music that it's like I thought I knew uh, everything and I was left like dumbfounded. <laughs> no, nah, man, they're they're such great people. Yeah. Like we our our two bands got along so incredibly well. That's awesome. Like from the moment we played together, but it just kept going further and further to where like you know, if they need anything from us, we're always going to help them out just because they've been so good to us too. That's so, cool. Yeah. I was so best, stoked man. to see that you guys did a split. I was like, Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so we, we did those splits yeah. and then, uh, we last January we recorded, we recorded a whole new album with Ted Hutt. We spent, um, we spent a month in Los Angeles recording this record and, uh, it's, we made it in a way that's not like any other record we've ever done to where the process was uh, way different to where we, uh, this isn't a joke. We wrote a hundred songs, literally a hundred over four wow. months. Uh, <laughs> and me, me and Andy both basically like hated our lives for four months and only wrote music. Wow. Um, and then we would send it to Ted and we would send it to Ted and be like, is this good enough, daddy? You know, and he'd be like, <laughs> no, keep going. Like, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, um, we, you know, we just kept writing and kept writing. And then he chose, uh, you know, 12, 13 songs out of that. And, um, then we went down to LA and then we tore those songs apart and reformulated them all together yeah. with Ted, like in pre-production. And we had never done it like that before. We had always uh, written songs and practiced them, brought them to Ted, and then he would help us finagle and caress a little bit. But on this one, it was like we completely ripped it apart and we didn't settle for anything. If one line, one word wasn't enough in a song, if one riff sucked, we took it out and we did it all over again. I, play, I played, I mean, I played guitar through the whole thing yeah but on in one at one chunk i played guitar for three days straight like 16 hour days at the studio oh my god where i was like i was like icing my hands at the wow, end of the day because they were swollen yeah and it was just but that was the thing his thing with this is he's like are we actually doing this or not yeah which is what we needed to hear you know he was like do you want to make a record that mix with people forever or you just want to make another drowns record oh wow. and we were like well well we know what you know we know what we want so um, so with that said, we made Blacked Out, which is the new album that's coming out in February. Um, and we dropped the first single, which is the title track, Blacked Out, um, which is, uh, I wrote as an anthem to, it's basically talking about, it's on one hand, it's just like goofy stories of yeah. us going on tour and like, you know, having fun. And, uh, but the chorus and, you know, uh, the last, the, the, the bridge of the song, but basically the last verse is a reminder to stop where you are 
and like be happy for everything that's going on. Hell yeah. And like people are gonna people might think that Blacked Out is a song about getting fucked up, but what <laughs> it is, it's a song about like black blacking out these periods of time yeah. where you don't you're not you're not respecting how great you have it. Yeah. And you let that time slip by, you know, by not realizing, you know, what you have in the moment. Um, you know, like when you do something amazing and taking a breath and just being like, Oh shit, I did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did this, I worked hard, this is mine, this is great, you know? Yeah. And so uh that song's all about that. And then uh we just dropped uh like we have a seven inch coming out. That's two songs off the record. It's okay. just the way she goes. And um uh Trans Am, which is you know yeah, yeah. one of them just the way she goes is a song that Andy wrote about like uh uh like traveling and like uh you know being in that headspace of constant moving yeah. and uh trans am is basically my love song Hell to yeah. that car and, <laughs> yeah yeah and also like it's uh it's essentially uh you know it's fictitious but yeah. it's like a girl rolls up in the car you love and she's a total <laughs> badass yeah but then when when you get in for her to give you a ride she just takes off driving like 100 miles an hour <laughs> and you start freaking out that's essentially what the song it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a dream of mine essentially from what i in my early 20s <laughs> that's fucking cool yeah i saw the merch for that dude i was like oh shit that's that's fucking cool oh, that's awesome yeah it felt yeah, like uh a, it feels like uh some like yeah like 70s rock dude i love it man it's fucking cool absolutely i mean i'm a huge thin lizzy fan too yeah so it, thin it, lizzy's dope for, for me bringing in stuff like thin lizzy and uh like i was saying before like slade uh, yeah. I, I love i don't know if you know that band that well yeah, but yeah. i fucking love slade um and there's a lot of like glamier bands that were they weren't like in sparkly outfits yeah. they didn't have you know like these crazy over-the-top appearances they were just making really cool glammy rock at yeah. that time um and to, it's a lot of this album is a tribute to that style that's fucking um, rad. Uh, some people re- refer to that style as like bobber yeah. or pub rock. Okay. And um, for, for us, it's just rock and roll. You yeah. Know? Dude, it's, I, yeah, I'm digging it, man. I, I'm telling you, dude, like I, I'm stoked to see like every new like thing you guys are going to do. Like every, I feel like there's some people in the scene that like, they just like anything they touch. I'm like, I know I'm going to like it. Like fucking uh, Tim Armstrong, dude. I feel like that guy could like, he wrote songs for pink. I was like, those songs are dope. Like anything Dude, he touches, they're good. That whole record rules. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, right now, let's let's you and I go on record as saying <laughs> that pink record is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and, I just uh, saw like, that she. Yeah. Don't leave me. Yeah. That song is so good. Dude, it's good. It's good. I just saw that she just fucking just like gave out like all these books in Florida, and I'm like. What punk rocker is doing that kind of shit? Like, sh- don't don't talk shit on Pink, dude. <laughs> no, dude, no, she rules, man. No. Yeah, and that that record that that Tim was involved in is fucking killer. Yeah, the songwriting. Like, me really and my good. wife definitely loved that album. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. Is- uh, his solo record was was good too. A poet's life. Oh my fucking god, it's uh, so good. That's like one of my I top ten albums, are- I think. I think the Agrolites guys. Agrolites, yeah, the back, some background. of them were, were the backing band. Yep. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so good. So fucking. Yeah, there's something must have happened between them because like, they were all on he- Hellcat, and then right after that, dropped, they were gone, dude. And like, and I'm a huge Agolites yeah. fan, so I don't, I don't know. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anything about the de- the dealings with that. I, I do, don't either. I would assume that that Tim probably doesn't want to run a label anymore. Yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a pain in the ass, and you don't really make money anymore. So yeah. That might have something to do with it, but the the Agri-Lights are on Pirates Press. They're on our record label. That's fucking dope. Yeah, I know they were like going around yeah, like great, different great guys. Yeah, too. dude, there's 
uh, Jesse is supposed to come on here too. And like, uh, I know me and you talked also about coming into the studio and, and doing some songs. That's yeah. that'd be fucking awesome. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Way into that. Yeah. I got all the, I got instruments here too. Like I got a, some acoustic guitars and acoustic bass. So cool. if, if you guys are on tour or whatever, that's kind of why I, when I started this, I was like, I'll just have equipment. And then if anyone is going to come play the glass house in Pomona, I'll ask them if they want yeah. to come in and play a couple songs, dude. Like, oh, is is that where you out? Are yeah, you're in Pomona. Yeah, I'm right in Pomona. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, man, we've played some great shows down there, dude. I love it. I love. It. We used to no, live in. We lived uh, in Pasadena for like the last ten. Well, I mean, like fifteen, like ten years ago, or ten for ten years, and then we moved to Pomona. It was like such a fucking huge difference. But I'm starting to really love Pomona, so. Dude, I, so I, have a, I have a real quick story for you yeah. from the success days about Pomona. So we were. We were on tour with Melancholin. Yeah. And uh, we were leaving Pump Rock Bowling, and it was like Monday. No, it was Tuesday. Uh-huh. And we were supposed to play in the Glass House. And so Vegas to uh, Pomona is probably about four hours, yeah. give and take, right? Yeah. Four and a half, maybe. Yeah. But there was so much traffic from oh. Punk Rock Bowling leaving that day yep. that we were stuck in traffic. And our old merch guy, shout out to Ollie if he's listening. Uh, got food poisoning and he was he he was driving no. he was driving and he was like he was like guys i i, I have to shit like, oh. i i can't do i can't drive he was he was like shaking because he had to go because oh, he had food poisoning he pouring sweat and he just had to go in the back of the van and lay down as we're in stop and go traffic on that one highway yeah yeah it's like a hundred 10 degrees in the desert yep and we're uh we're hauling we're hauling ass and uh we made it to that show with like minutes and we ran on stage at the glass house, like within minutes of getting there. We're like, hi, we're success. And just immediately started playing. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Like, holy shit for real. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Literally, we, we all felt so bad for him. If I remember correctly too, he, he didn't wake up. Like he slept in the van that whole drive, stayed in the van during the show and then slept in the van that night. And we like in the next morning is when he was like, I feel better now. Like, Damn. so he, he definitely like, Something fucked him up. <laughs> That's fucking horrible, man. I've that drive is it's something else because there's only that one freeway. There's a couple like different routes you could take, but yeah, yeah, dude. Once you get stuck in that thing, I've been stuck in like four hours from just to state line, and it's like, oh uh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking. There's not, there's not even that many like gas stations. So also, if you don't get no. gas, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, they got more now, <laughs> but it's like. Yeah, back like a couple years, like even like five years ago, they there wasn't that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I no, I got. Um, I, I've been going to like Vegas, uh, like for a while. Like a couple years ago, I was going like once a week to go see shows. So it was like I had my whole route fucking planned, dude. Like I'm getting gas nice. here, I'm getting food here, and that's it. But yeah, now they got this place right. out in like Yermo. It's it's like this place called Eddie World, and it's like the world's biggest <laughs> snack place it's fucking insane dude that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it's it's fucking i gotta stop there almost every time i never get anything i usually get like a water or something but i'm always like yeah. this is gnarly dude it's like a warehouse yeah, full of to, candy dude we used to stop at the alien jerky place that love was that place that. yeah you gotta stop there man <laughs> you gotta stop in baker and go get go go to the alien jerky place um well, shit, we're almost at an hour, but dude, I, we got to talk about pinball, dude, because I fucking love pinball. You're a fucking oh, really? Yeah, you're really. Oh, you're, into you're pinball. surprising me with that. 
Dude, Dude, you know what's crazy? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting off the phone with you, and I'm going to play in a tournament. That's literally where I'm going. That's fucking awesome. I go straight I go straight to a tournament after this call. I see. I saw you talking <laughs> about that and how you, like, you'll read the instructions and, like, the rules and shit. I'm like... Oh, it's... it's. I have a problem, dude. I got to get into this, man, because I, I grew up, like... Every time we go to the arcade, I'm I'm pinball all the way, dude. Like I could, the other games can fuck off, dude. Like I, like <laughs> pinball's always been my shit, dude. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm obsessed. You yeah, know, it's it's my other passion besides music. And um, luckily, my wife is also into it, and she's cool. really really good. Um, but I yeah, a, f- a few years ago, I got you know I stopped drinking four years ago. Yeah, and at that at that time. Uh, I needed something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I wasn't looking for it necessarily, but I also had a buddy who passed away at that time. And he and yeah. I used to play pinball together yeah. poorly. We were both really bad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so when, when, when he passed away, his name, his name's Lenny. He was a guy from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he passed away, um, I kept going to an arcade to like kind of reconnect. I missed him to be honest, like a lot. Yeah, I still yeah. do to this day. Yeah. Um, but I, I missed him a ton and I kept going back to the arcade and I had a friend of mine who worked there who was also friends with him. And she was like, Hey man, you miss him, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, you're coming in here a lot. Why don't I teach you how to actually play pinball? Oh, because shit. you're terrible at it. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, so my friend Alexa taught me how to play. And then I ended up joining her league team. We have yeah. the largest league in the country in seattle largest pinball league Dude, it's every fucking, monday night that's so cool <laughs> and uh so that year i joined their team uh, it's called the wrecking crew um and I, I joined their team and we won the seattle championship that year um and now i because the drowns are touring so much i can't play as often yeah. so I, I just fill in for them i'm not on the team fully but whenever we're home i do play tournaments on my own and so like tonight i'm going to play a tournament right after we get done hell yeah <laughs> do you have do you get anything like like listen to anything like get you pumped up or what like or do you listen to something that gets you calm dude like is there a i i have, I have a full i have a full playlist on spotify <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Called, it's it's literally called pinball tournament jams yeah, and i yeah. will just like and like full disclosure yeah. you know all the cool guys all the tough guys can like turn up turn the podcast off right now <laughs> uh it's 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 like Tons of 80s stuff, like yeah, lots dude. of like sticks and journey and like yes. <laughs> 80s arcade music. Like yeah. anything you would hear, you would hear Flynn from Flynn's Arcade and Tron turn dude. on. That's exactly what I'm listening to. That's <laughs> fucking so cool, dude. That's so fucking rad, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Were you that kid? I, I, did you I, ever go to arcades and shit? I did. I did. And my parents are, but they were really into video games. Yeah. And, um, my my parents are huge nerds, so okay. when I was a kid, we uh we didn't like necessarily go on like vacations all the time, but we went to a lot of conventions, yeah. like uh, Star Trek conventions and science fiction conventions and comic book conventions, and uh, we still go to my wife and I go with my family uh, every year to Comic Con, and we go to usually the whole thing in Seattle, and um, it's still a part of our lives. So I, I did kind of grow up in that world. Okay, I always liked pinball, but I didn't understand it until yeah. literally a couple years ago. I would just smack it around, and if something cool happened, I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and and now now it's like I'm you know I'm beating games and getting to wizard modes and like oh, you know fuck, it's man. Uh, like and uh, I, I had a competition a couple weeks ago where I did really really well and I was super proud of myself. Uh, I got another one tonight, and uh, it, it's just fun. Like yeah. it's 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 such a healthy way for me to be in a bar and like not Hell drink yeah, and yeah, just like yeah. still have a great time, you know? Yeah, that makes. So much sense. Dude. That's I mean, how I got hooked on it 
my parents would go to like Vegas or something. My dad's a salesman. So like anytime we'd go somewhere, you know, they'd find an arcade or something, drop me off. Here's like, here's like <laughs> yeah. $20 worth of quarters, which I mean, if depending on the game you played, de- kind of depended on how long you were, that $20 was going to last you. And so like I, yeah. I found out like pinball, I could play that fucking way longer than any of the other games, dude. And it costs a quarter. Yeah, what- and and like and the better you yeah. the better you get the less it costs exactly. because the games are getting longer and longer. Yeah, yeah. so I, that's how <laughs> I got hooked on the pinball. I was like, I want my fucking money to like stretch, dude. I'm I can't I can't play fucking um you know the fucking one where you got to put in like a dollar. I can't play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like it sucks, <laughs> you know. Or yeah. Street Fighter, I got to play fucking <laughs> pinball, and I loved it though, man. Like Twilight Zone. Uh, fucking Adam's Family one, and yeah, I remember when they came out with the Terminator Two one. I was like, absolutely, that game is shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, shooting ramps all day. Yeah, great. That's a great yeah. machine, man. Yeah, uh, I, I I like to play. Um, I like all pinball, and you know, I, I play a lot of modern stuff, especially in tournaments. So that's like mostly what people are gonna choose. So mm-hmm. you, you do have to kind of learn how to do that. But classic pinball is really yeah. like where my heart's at. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't hate on any machine. Like I said, I read rules. And, and yeah, I, yeah. I like literally like. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm constantly learning the rules because people who don't play pinball won't know this, but every single pinball machine has different scoring and different rules. That's so crazy. I'm I'm familiarizing myself with each game, yeah. you know, one by one if I can. Um. And so like look well because also in a tournament or in league play it's like. Uh, you don't always get to choose. So yeah. you're going to end up playing something you don't know, and it's better to be prepared. Um, but I, I love a lot of the classics. Uh, I, I really love like ridiculous old games. Like my wife and I have one machine in the house um, from 1979. It's a close encounters of the third kind. So cool. Um, yeah. It's rad. And we, we worked on that together and like redid all the lights. So they're all modern LEDs and cleaned up the play field. And it looks beautiful. And um, we want to have more later. We just have a small apartment yeah. right now, but um and basically what that means is she won't let me buy anymore because um, <laughs> I would. I would fill our house with pinball machines. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I like I like a lot of older machines. And um, I, I mean, I just love it, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. And the guys in the drowns are super into it, too. That's fine. And they're dope. really good. Yeah. Like, so we will go to places and we'll play all the time. Like, that's just like part of what we do. Well, there's there's an app called PinMap that will show you the, every pinball machine in the city wow. and like where it's at and how to get there, just like Google Maps. I'm so, downloading it right after that. Well, shit, I got to download this and then I got to watch the documentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm giving you homework. <laughs> yeah, for real, for uh, real. But the, the drowns will look on PinMap and when we get to a city early before the show, it's like Loden's not till five and we're there at one we'll be like cool pull up pin map and we'll yeah. look at where the arcades are and we'll go to one that sounds um, like the fucking greatest tour dude <laughs> it's you you are uh, this is on record here yeah. you're welcome to, to jump in the van anytime oh bro out. don't even dude i'm 100 like, i'll bring 100%, my cameras dude we'll make a little documentary I'm all about it. it. Absolutely, man. <laughs> it would, you would have such a good time. All we do is eat junk food, listen yeah. to true crime podcasts, and oh, play pinball. Shit. <laughs> I'm I'm there, dude. I'm there. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm fucking. I'm so there. Yeah, dude. I I can. Nah, man, I, touring with the last gang that one time, I was like, we didn't really get to do much. Like, we didn't even with them. Like, they didn't really want to like go see. You know, it was like the same fucking Taco Bell shit every day, and I'm like. 
at least let's go to Cracker Barrel one day. And they're like, nope. <laughs> so it's like I had no authority. So Dude, I just go with whatever they, they do. They do love Taco Bell. Well, because they're like all like they eat like vegetarian like Sean does. And yeah, he's yeah. like, that's the only place I could eat. And I'm all right. I get it. Although Yo, Taco Bell also like was yeah. one of the most healthy American fast food place. It's the, it's everywhere too, dude. It's either Taco Bell <laughs> or Subway. And you think you see like more yeah. McDonald's and Burger King, but it's like Taco Bell yeah. and Subway is everywhere. We default to Jack in the Box. That's the I default fucking, to yeah. the grounds. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, Sean had a fucking uh, from the last gang, the bass player. He had uh, a tuna sandwich. At like two in the morning, or like it was a all night, twenty four hour subway in like Albuquerque, and he, had, he put like jalapenos on it. I was like, bro, that's probably not a good idea. And I think he had a couple, yeah. a couple, uh, like, you know, some a little bit, a little bit of the weed. So he was the like, devil's lettuce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that led him to that bad decision. He was like, I'll never fucking eat that shit again. I like, I tried to oh, warn you, man. bro. I tried to warn you. <laughs> poor guy yeah man but um so uh what do you got uh, yeah we're coming up to an hour people fucking turn it off no for some reason um probably they get sick of me dude it's <laughs> i'm, I'm fine <laughs> with that no i love it dude i love it i'm glad you're still going and I, I hope it keeps going for a while oh thanks man yeah i, I i'm i have huge plans for this like i want to um i want to yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk to you about that later but um yeah, man. What do you guys got uh, touring? You guys got some shows coming up next year. We do, yeah. So um, we have some dates coming up in January with Agent Orange. Yeah. Uh, we're also, I think we, we might be playing with in March with them too. I think. Um, but then we're gonna do we're gonna do more dates in March. You know, we got a, the yeah. new record's coming out February sixteenth, so we're just gonna immediately hit the road. Um, yeah. We have our our record release show in Seattle on February sixteenth, and I hope anybody who wants to come can come to that because it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. It's like us and our, our buds in noise and um, clean lines, which is uh, Stevie from the briefs is in that band. It's like one of his like power pop bands. They're really good. And um, Chiswick commandos, which is this like rad, like rock and roll kind of blues band. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be super fun. And then we're heading back to Europe, obviously, because yeah. we, we, you know, <laughs> we love it over there and we do really well. So we'll absolutely be back. And uh, we've just confirmed uh punk and disorderly festival in Berlin and Rebellion again, which is my favorite festival in the entire world. So oh hell yeah! We're gonna, it's in the UK and in Blackpool, yeah. and we'll keep we'll keep playing that festival until they don't let us anymore because it's literally the best time of year, dude. I, I I'm would absolutely suggest you make it out there at least once. I think you'd yeah. love it. I want to go to that. And I want to go to that spam fest, dude. I like that place looks fucking oh, yeah. legit. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Brack Rock is another cool one. Yeah. It's in Belgium, and uh. We played that on that Get Dead Last Gang tour. Oh wow! And um, it's 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 in like uh, it's in the woods, in the middle of the woods in yeah. Belgium, and th there's a castle, literally like with a moat, an old school, real castle in the middle, and you play, you literally walk like hikes, like wood trails to get to each stage. And That's fucking it's, awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's another really great one to to make it out to. Well, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'll fucking. All right, now I got to go to that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's so much fun, and the lineup's yeah. always killer every year. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, you guys are playing uh, like what Tembler uh, Brewing over in Bakersfield, I think. Yeah, in yeah, January, and then, uh, or is it February? Yeah, that that one's in January. January, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put the dates and, uh, down uh, when when I promote it and everything too, and I'll throw like yeah, the flyers. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because also I don't remember which cities are where right now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happens, man. That's like you you in song titles. Oh, like with dude. me when I'm on the road, I'm like, oh, shit, we're in Phoenix today? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also something when like people get on podcasts and they just – there's like something you just can't – it's like kind of when like, you know, Jay Leno used to do the, the questions where he'd ask people questions in the street. And like you, you're yeah. not thinking about what fucking the Gettysburg Address was, or you know, like you're, you're just yeah. like, well, fucking Jay Leno's asking me questions. You know, I don't know what the fuck. And that's how yeah. it is on podcasts. Yeah, like I, I yeah, watch a like ton people- of podcasts, and they're always like, oh, I can't remember it. You know, and it's the, you're at home getting mad, but it's like <laughs> it happens. Yeah, well, it's like it's like watching people on Jeopardy and being like, I oh, fucking know that. Fuck, it's like, yeah. yeah, but do you know that with the cameras on? Yeah, you've been preparing for six months. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. Do you have it? Do you have that answer with Trebek staring down at you, dude? Like, no. Yeah. Rest Even, in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. Dude. He's a legend, man. He's a legend. Well, fuck, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, hopefully, we can get you in here next year and uh, play a couple songs, yeah. dude. That'd be fucking amazing. Absolutely. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, man. If you got you ever have anything to promote, dude, just let me know. Um, I'll throw it out there, whatever, dude. On on all social shit or uh, even on a Killer. whatever podcast. So, um, dude, thank you so much for stopping by. I'll play. I'll play whatever. Tell me a song to play, dude, and I'll play it. Uh, in in the post. Oh man, uh, you should play. You should play 1979 Trans Am. That's what you should do. Got it, dude. I'll play that one, and I'm gonna. I'm definitely playing that success song, dude, because it's already stuck in my head. Do it. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. <laughs> complain, complain, man. I fucking God, I love that song so much, man. <laughs> Dude, thanks again, man. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definely check out that tour. If you're coming to Bakersfield, then I'll fucking roll out for that for sure. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome, well, thank man. you, man. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, thanks again, man. Have a good one. All right. All right. Later. Peace. Yo, everyone, thank you so much for sticking by and uh, listening to the podcast. That was Rev from the Drowns. What a fucking good dude. Uh, I like I've said I've been a fan, I've been a fan of his like through success all that stuff dude um, what a cool dude I mean come on man he's fucking kicks ass in pinball he's he's in like one of the coolest fucking punk bands out there um, man go check out his shit go check out everything that he's done everything go check out all of it go check out success I'm gonna play a song from success I'm gonna play one of the new drown songs um dude go see him play they're they're fucking just a ball of fucking energy dude um hopefully i don't like pump them up and then one day they're just like tired and they're playing a show dude and like they're like oh dude that asshole said that they're a ball of energy uh thank you guys so much for listening again again dude we're fucking like top 10 in denmark and costa rica denmark and costa rica i don't i've never been to your places but i fucking i'll i'll go I'll go if you guys, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. Top 10, dude. Um, we're still charting somewhere around like 200 uh, USA and England and all that shit. So, uh, dude, everyone, thank you so much for fucking listening. Um, it, it means everything, dude. It's it's This is so much fucking fun to do. And hopefully we could promote all the right fucking bands. And uh, hopefully there's like shit you guys haven't heard that you, you're now hearing and you're learning about and hopefully you guys are just having a fun time listening because that's what it's all about uh thanks again for listening and please uh share this and like it i'm not good on the social media so like it would really help if you guys help me out 
<laughs> Thanks. And here is success with one of my fucking favorite songs, First World Problems. <laughs> Yo, thanks for sticking around, everyone. That was success with First World Problems. That's Rev's old band. I just want to say, uh, Rev, thanks for stopping by once again, dude. Uh, really fucking cool having you on. Uh, finally meeting you and getting to talk to you. Um, I want to play some pinball, dude. <laughs> everyone, this is the fucking Drowns. Uh, this is a new song. You haven't heard it anywhere yet. So here it is. Let's go. It's called 1979 Trans Am. And I'm gone See what the night's got 
King Rock Podcast. Go blank yourself. Thank you for listening to the King Rock Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate this podcast on whatever source you are listening to this on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, or others. It really helps out the podcast a lot. Thank you very much.